This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Jay Horowitz with the Amazing Mets of my podcast, and it's my pleasure to have longtime friend, uh, you know, Billy Wagner. Billy, I did some research for this podcast, and everybody knows you as this speedy, quick left-hander, but you were born right-handed, except you you know, broke your arm a couple of times as a youngster, and you became a left-handed pitcher. True story? True story. Um, and, you know, we're probably the greatest single thing that's happened to me as an individual was to have the opportunity to be left-handed because uh, I don't think any of us want to see me throw the ball right-handed, even though I can throw right-handed and Stuff, but it's not as effective as being a left-handed. Yeah, and Bill, let me go back to um, go back to the winter of two thousand and five. You just come off a thirty-eight safe season with the Phillies. Um, Omar was trying to recruit you here as a free agent. You know, I know. Uh, we, you know, the thing he expressed to me where we didn't know how you would feel about coming to a New York market. You're born in a small town. You played really, you know, in Houston. Philly is a big market, but. Was there any trepidation about coming to New York when you before you signed the contract? No, no, not at all. I think uh, I knew, and my family knew. We'd we'd had that discussion when we were going through uh, uh, the whole recruitment, and it was just one of those situations. We knew that the Mets were really. We had a lot of. Um, they had a lot of key parts uh, ready for that, you know, championship run, and uh, I knew that uh, you know. Delgado and uh, and myself, and then we just we just made some major acquisitions and, and yeah, Beltran and know, Pedro. Yeah, yeah. Right and so yeah. I think you know that was you know in knowing that as we got close, you would have the backing of the the organization that would probably go out and get you that that piece if you needed or whatever. And so I, I mean, I was really I, you know I, I was not apprehensive. I don't think my family was apprehensive. I think the biggest apprehension, and I think that is just you know, really handling myself with the media. I think that was the biggest thing. I don't think I was worried about um, playing there. It was just, you know, responding to, and it wasn't re- really responding to just uh, my performance because being accountable wasn't going to be an issue. It was just, uh, you know, trying to understand, that, learn the game that uh, that the press likes to play and, and, and not, you know, not get drawn in and, you know, I I had to learn quite a few lessons as as I got going. But no, I I, I really embraced. I really was very excited about going to New York. I, you know, I wasn't worried about it. Uh, I mean, you know, it was it. I, I still enjoy it, thinking about it. And you didn't really take a long time to adapt to New York. The first year, you know, forty saves, a two three ERA. You know, unfortunately, it was a kind of a difficult year for the Mets. We win ninety seven games. You know, beat the Dodgers in a division series three straight. And go to Game Seven against the Cardinals in the League Championship and lose in in the ninth inning. So it was kind of, you know, a frustrating season for the club as a whole. I mean, looking back, what what were your thoughts? Remember when when Andy made that great catch? You know, we loaded the bases a couple of times. It didn't win. 
to really turn out to be a frustrating year for team-wise? Well, you know, we didn't end the way we wanted to, but I really felt like we were, you know, on the cusp of making that, that jump, you know, for in 07. Um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, when Andy made that catch and we had, I, I think we had seven, eighth and ninth bases loaded. Um, I mean, I, I think it, it was really hard for any of us to think that we weren't going to go to the World Series. And I mean, to come up um, short, I mean, it, it was it was a hard pill to swallow. But I think we were all like, okay, you know, hey, you know, I think we were better than that. Uh, you know, I will say that, you know, the Cardinals get in on a wild card and they are, you know, they are, they've always been a scrappy, talented, you know, LaRusa team. And uh, so when they get in, you know, they're, I mean, there's, you know, there's guys just, uh, I think they're, they're just playing. Supon is just pitching out of his mind. I think there's so many guys that's all of a sudden it got that second win or third win and they're, you know, guys are hitting the ball and playing well. I mean, pull holes is, and everybody just, you know, following along. And, and then, you know, then all of a sudden you, you bring, uh, you know, a, a guy that uh, nobody really known, Wainwright, and you bring him in as the a closer and his stuff is phenomenal. And he, you know, he really made his name in, in that big situation. And so, I mean, it was just, a, you know, it was a tough pill to swallow, but I think, you know, um, I think, on a whole, we were very frustrated, but we were because we knew that we had an opportunity. But we also knew that we were probably a you know a pitcher short in the starting starting staff. Uh, we were really young with Oliver and Perez and uh, John Maine, and and they had pitched well. They they really pitched well in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Pedro was hurt. Uh, Glavin had pulled his thing. Traxel had pitched. Uh, you know, our bullpen was battling. Uh, but I mean, we, you know, at that point, uh, you know, we, we just, you know, ran a little short at that, uh, at the, at the end. But I mean, I think we all felt that 07, you know, we were probably going to be back to that. We would be at full strength for Pedro and everybody would be back. And, you know, we'd probably have a, a, a stronger run. And, you know, unfortunately it was just, you know, you can't take uh, anything for granted. We lost by one game in 07 and three in 08. So it was just mm-hmm. a, a tough couple of years. But let me. I know you don't like to. I don't want to jinx anything. Let's talk Hall of Fame for a couple of second or two. Uh, you made a great jump this year in the ballot. Went from fifteen to thirty-one percent. You know, uh, trending upward. And look at your career as a. You know, eleven point nine strikeouts per nine innings. Most of any major league pitcher over eight hundred innings. A one eighty-seven batting average against most best career of any pitcher over eight hundred innings. Allowed less than six. Uh, Hits per nine, best in major league history. You certainly have the the stats and the credentials to get in, and I know you don't preoccupy with it, but you know five years left on the ballot, still a pretty good chance. Well, I mean, staying on the ballot, you got a chance. I mean, I you know I I think it's for me, you know, being I'm I'm very honored and humbled to be on that ballot with the uh, with all the people that's that's on there with them uh, with me and. Uh, anytime you have that, you know, that acknowledges is a plus, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, as a kid that, I mean, that's what, I, that's what I tried to do. I wanted to be in the hall of fame. So being on the ballot, I wasn't, it wasn't, uh, unexpected. I mean, I expected to be there. Uh, um, but I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a difficult process and I think it's a process in which, as a player, you've got to be, you, you get humbled very, very quickly because the first two couple of years that I was on the ballot, I mean, there wasn't very much traction for me, but there was, you know, and, and then 
it's hard to stomach the the naysayers and the statisticians because you can find a way to knock somebody down uh pretty tough and so i mean you look at it i mean there's somebody that didn't vote for Derek jeter i mean i mean that's hard to believe but i mean those are i mean there's somebody out there that just you know doesn't want to doesn't want to like certain people and so you know uh i've you know learned that you know the best for thing for me is to stay away stay away from the situation and and just let things fall the way they may and uh you know, uh, enjoy that process. And, you know, anytime you make that jump, like 15%, I mean, you, you gotta be happy. I mean, it definitely makes you feel, uh, like there's a chance. And, you know, uh, as long as I stay on that ballot, uh, there's always going to be that chance. Billy, one question for you, you know, five ten, 180 pounds. Do you ever see the movie Rudy? There's a point in the scene where somebody says to Rudy, Rudy, you're, you're four foot 10, 80 pounds. You manage to stick with the best team at Notre Dame for three years. I mean, your your career, I mean, your height and weight, there's no way you should have thrown the ball that hard. I mean, basically, how did you do it? Well, I mean, there's, there's been anomalies in baseball forever. I mean, uh, Roy Oswald, I used to watch him throwing 97 miles an hour for nine innings, and he's a string bean. I mean, uh, you know, I'm watching Tom Glavin go out there and dice guys up and Maddox and they don't throw very hard. Uh, you know, I don't think the game is was about you know having to be size oriented. I think what makes baseball so awesome is because it's so much like life. And a blue collared guy can walk out there and play with a guy with a silver spoon because it's about baseball. And I mean, when you have grit and you you have determination, uh, you know, and 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 being blessed it helps me a lot. I mean, being a left handed pitcher. With with a with a, a a good arm, I mean, you know, those are the plus. I mean, but uh, you know, ha- you know, staying with that opportunity and um, attacking that opportunity, you know, that was you know just a you know a blessing. And so, there's no rhyme or reason for why I was able to and blessed to do what I I did. But I know that, um, you know, the, I didn't shy away from going out there and competing. But there was that fear of failure that. You know that hope to be, you know that wish to be, uh, you know, uh, to feel like you were, you know, part of that team or part of the big leagues and stuff, and everybody wanted to to fit in. And I think that's another reason why just thing, you know, you rise to those occasions in those moments, and sometimes, uh, you know, special things happen. Yeah, well, two stats I forgot, Billy. Six, uh, you know, um, one of six pitchers in a career uh, went over four hundred saves, four twenty-two seven all-star teams so the stats are, are, are certainly there now you you're a high school uh coach in virginia won a couple of championships and what what do you do do you do most of the kids know you played i mean most of them should right that you played major league ball well <laughs> well the dads do now more of the dads know than the kids uh but i mean yeah I'm, i mean there's People remember to to some extent, and since they, you know, you go to S and Y and watch the uh, the classics, that, that always helps too. So uh, I get a lot of texts and stuff when guys are looking around and they're watching. They they have to catch me on there and stuff. And I mean, uh, but yeah, there's credibility when when you you spent time in the big leagues and and stuff. But I mean, kids are kids and parents are parents. Uh, there's a point where they really don't care who you are unless you're helping that their kids. So. But I will say it's probably the greatest thing I've ever done is coaching because it's just 
there is the gratification and the selflessness of a coach is is undaunting when you when you do it right. And I was mentored by two of the greatest coaches I've ever been with Lou Perry and Abe Knapp. And so, you know, I try to follow him and make everything, I, every decision I, I make about the, the team or the kid. Yeah. Billy, looking back, your whole career is really a, a great story. I'm sure as I mentioned, tell the kids, you you were born, you kind of humble beginnings, you know, a small town in Virginia. You moved around a little bit, you know, as a senior in high school, you were five, five, weren't drafted. Not many, you know, you went to a division school. Vision three school and look what you, you you made a career right now you're on the cusp of getting into the hall of fame hopefully so it's probably a good mention to any of your kids who you know look what i can do you know what, what i might mess up my career is that the kind of message you like to give to your kids now well i think the motivation that i like to give them is that everything's possible we can look for every reason to not do something and be uh be successful but when you put your mouth on the right things and you commit to being the best you you can be success and and great things happen so you know i i you know i'm blue collar i mean uh i'm from southwest virginia so i have no that's all i can do is be uh blue collar and, and humble but i think these kids around here seeing me and what i was able to accomplish lets them know that it is possible and that you know size Size doesn't matter. It's the, the, the fight in that dog that, that's going to get them where they want to go. Well, Billy, uh, you know, we'll be pre- we'll, all your friends in New York are hoping to get into the Hall of Fame one day soon. And, uh, Thanks, Jay. Thank you for your time, Bill. Really appreciate it, my friend. Thanks. No problem, buddy. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.